Blog Talk Radio. Wake up, everybody. It's time to get squared away with Navy SEAL Radio. I'm your host, David Rutherford. As a behavioral training expert, top motivational speaker, author, and performance coach, it's my mission in life to help you defeat the negative insurgency in your life. So get fired up to use Frog Logic, the Navy SEAL training program, to help you succeed in any environment imaginable. Booyah! All right. edition, second show, second episode of my review of the number one movie in America, American Sniper. Now, hoo-yah, that's what I have to say. I gotta say, hoo-yah. Now, here's the deal, folks. Now, America is speaking to you loud and clear, all the harsh critics, all the the crazies out there who want to talk about what it is that we stand for what it is that we believe in, what it is that we represent as Americans, and that is we stand for freedom. We stand for democracy. We stand for patriotism. We stand for a Texan named Chris Kyle, a Navy SEAL who served his country with the highest distinction you could possibly imagine, becoming our country's number one most prolific sniper in our history. And I have the very privilege to call him a teammate, a brother in arms. Although I didn't know Chris very well at all, I met him briefly as he came through SQT uh, as a young frogman, but I have several friends out there that served with him with distinction. I had one of those people on my show yesterday in part one of American Sniper Review, and and, and I interviewed Kevin Lace, who's also in the movie, in American Sniper. He was the SEAL advisor to the movie, and he also really, uh, he portrayed himself in the movie, but more importantly, Kevin served this country with distinction, standing side by side with my brothers in arms in Iraq, you know, doing the deed. And I had Kevin on yesterday for, for, geez, I had him on for almost a a whole half an hour and talking about his experiences with Chris, talking about his experiences downrange, talking about the effects that, that going to war has on, on not only frogmen, but on all vets. And then what, what it is that it means to work through that process. And he talked a lot about knowing thyself, understanding who you are as you relate to the common, the, the goals of the team, per se. And, and, and that interview was fantastic. So I, I, I please ask you to check that interview out. Also, check out Kevin Lace out there. He's in a phenomenal frogman, a phenomenal man who's a PA now out there supporting veterans and all the different veterans' uh, causes that he has. And they're all listed at the end of the show uh, that we had on yesterday. So, ladies and gentlemen, I, I am super fired up to be back for round two. Now, Everybody out there who listens to me on a regular basis is probably going, 
hey, Rut, what, what's up, bud? Why, I mean, why are you on two days in a row? And, and I'm on two days in a row because the significance of this event, and it is an event. It's not just a movie coming out. It's not just uh, Hollywood or some Hollywood box office or anything like that, you know, doing well. And I'm going to review some of the numbers here for you in a second. But what this is about, this is about a change. This is about an awakening. That's right. This is about an awakening of not only the social consciousness, but the patriotic consciousness of America. This is a, a, an awakening that, that all those naysayers out there, the people who don't understand that America believes in what we stand for. The greater majority of the people out there that, that are, are like you and me on the streets, the people that care so much about old glory, that care so much about the Constitution, that care so much about what we represent as Americans, as Americans, not as Democrats or Republicans or Independents or Tea Party members, not as liberals or conservatives, not as, as, as anything other than what we are, and that's Americans. And this movie stands up for what that's all about, because it's about people sacrificing for the stability of who we are and what we are. It's about people sacrificing, you know, their family lives, people sacrificing themselves, people putting their lives on the line, willing to give everything they are or everything they will ever be in order to make sure America stands tall. That's what this movie's about. It is not the glorification of, of, of killing human beings. It is not to, to somehow paint this negative picture that seals are bloodthirsty or that Chris was bloodthirsty and he loved killing savages and all this other nonsense that these idiots out there that are, are writing these ridiculous, worthless reviews of what they perceive this to be. And what I always say and what I, I challenge those people, go spend five seconds in a war zone, much less four tours. Five, just spend five minutes watching another human being butcher someone else. Watch it. That. Spend five seconds watching, you know, seeing young kids being donning uh, explosive suicide vests and being sent in by their handlers, by these evil people, and driven into uh, police recruiting centers and detonated, wreaking havoc. Spend five seconds out there watching people being beheaded for their beliefs. Christians, Jews, being annihilated for what they believe in, for the freedom of speech being eradicated by just evil men walking into places where people, all their people are trying to do is paint a different picture of what the potential speech for different ideas, but they're going to be executed for that. Five minutes. That's all I ask is you just go spend five minutes. And you know what? If you don't have, if you don't have the courage or the honor or whatever that is in order to spend five minutes actually there and seeing it and participating in it, then what I ask you is I ask you to do what your duty is as an American and take the time. I, and this is more than five minutes. Why don't you take five days or, or five hours at the bare minimum and just take a close look at what American stands for? 
and take a close look at all the sacrifices, the commitment that has been put forth by men and women in this country to get us where we are today, because that's what American Sniper is all about. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what this movie is all about. It's about forcing you to realize what human beings, what your fellow countrymen and women are doing right now as we speak. Right now, I have brothers, teammates that are downrange right now as we speak operating, putting their life in jeopardy, potentially to end their lives right now for you listening to this show, for you that just went and spent $50 at the movie theaters last night or the today you're planning on going or tomorrow to go watch American Sniper, to feel connected to it in some way because everything you're hearing about this is it is a powerful, moving, riveting movie about this man, my brother, my teammate, Chris Kyle, and what he did for this country. More importantly, what his family did, what Taya and their, their children are doing and still do to this day, what all my brothers who have gone down rage have done, what all the family members out there have done, all the sacrifices they have made. That's why you're going today. So when you see this movie and you get home, don't just go on about your merry lives and don't just go and say, wow, Bradley Cooper was sure awesome. Yeah, he is awesome. I'll give you that. But I want you to think how awesome Chris Kyle was and what it must have been like to spend a thousand, one thousand days downrange. Or think about the other guys out there that have nine deployments, people that did 17 deployments. I've got a friend of mine, man, that that uh, he's got so many down, so much downrange time that it almost destroyed him. I've got another brother in arms that it actually destroyed him. He, he drank himself to death. Forget, ladies and gentlemen, we have 22 suicides a day happening right now from the very people that are represented in this movie. 22 a day. That's intense. That's pathetic. Think about it, what that means to you, what's happening in this country. And that's why American Sniper is doing so well at the box office. That's right. If I pulled up today an article on Fox, uh, fox.forbes.com, it says box office. Clint Eastwood's American Sniper scores record-breaking $30 million Friday. This piece will be dealing solely with American Sniper, and it's a stunning $30.5 million opening day, right? Some of the other greatest openings of all time were out there, and, and that's Hannibal came in for a single day at uh, 58, uh, that was for the weekend, 58 million. Uh, 300 did 70 million. Passion of the Christ did 83 million Friday to Sunday. Right now, American Sniper is on track to, to blow them all out of the water. Why? Think to yourself, why is this happening? Why is this going down, ladies and gentlemen? I'll tell you why. Because America is waking up, or America is not. They're coming out of this slumber. They want to let everybody know, hey, we are patriotic. We believe in America. We believe in what our veterans are doing for us every single day, and we want to support them. And we want to somehow feel connected to them. Well, I'll tell you what, today is going to be an incredible show, because you're going to get more connected than you could ever imagine. And how? How is that going to happen today? Because today on the show, we have 
the author, one of the co-authors of American Sniper, the book that started this whole thing, one of the co-authors with Chris Kyle, Scott McEwen, that's coming on here in a little bit, right? Scott McEwen, amazing author. All right, this guy is uh, an incredible uh, dude out there. I mean, he he's a, a, a kind of he likes to call himself a recovering lawyer, which is kind of funny. I I, I know the feeling. My father's been a lawyer for forty million years. It seems like. Uh, anyway, Scott is a is a is a great author. Has a ton of great books out there, like Eyes on Target, as well as uh, some other books in his in his uh, uh, Sniper Elite uh, series. Uh, one called Target America. But most importantly, we, what we want to talk about is American Sniper and how that happened today. And we're going to get into that. But but not only was he just an author, he was a close friend of Chris as well too. So we're going to talk to Scott McEwen here in a little bit. He's going to come on. But first what I want to do is I just want to go through some of the the ideas of of what this is all about, right? Now, this is America's number 1 movie and it's on it's on a it's on its way to really shatter all all records out there. And 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 people in America are responding for a reason, right? And it's because America wants heroes. They want true heroes. Right. They're sick. America is sick and tired of people that are are considered heroic or or famous people that are that are somehow, you know, there's this unconscionable desire to try and emulate these idiots that are out there. Right. And now I I know, ladies and gentlemen, everybody's like, what? Instructor Rutz be a little negative right now. But guess what? This is getting my blood boiling today. And I need to talk about this because you're right. America does need true heroes. So I want you to ask yourself, right, who, if you have children or, or you're younger, who are your heroes? Who are the people that you aspire to be like? Who are the people that you, you look up and admire? Professional athletes or, or music stars or Hollywood stars or politicians or who is it out there that you emulate, that you, that you look up to? Is it somebody ordinary that's on a street, right? Is it the police officers that protect you every single day? God bless them. Is it the firefighters that save you or respond or the first responders, the paramedics out there? Is it your, your, your ER nurses? Is it the people that, uh, that teach your children, the teachers that really care out there, that put the time in? Is it your neighbors? Is it your people at your church or synagogue or wherever you go? Who are your heroes? Because America needs heroes. And one of the things that we'll talk about is we're going to talk about the reluctant hero out there and what's happening in, this, in our country as a result of the last 14 years. And the reluctant heroes are, are moving forward out of the shadows. And they're doing so not by their own accord. They're doing so because it's needed. And they feel compelled to continue the, their service. That's why I do what I do, ladies and gentlemen. That's why I have a radio show. That's why I, I try and write books. That's why I'm a motivational speaker is because I want to try and expose all of you or as many people as I, you can to the frog logic concepts, which in essence is, comes, it stems from 70 plus years of UDT Navy SEAL operations training elite performance to try and show you why we are the way we are, why we're able to do the things we do. And it's because of the love we have inside of our hearts for each other. It's because of the love we have inside of in our hearts for our fellow teammates, for their families, country, for our unit, for the military, for the other people serving downrange with us. 
for all of you that are able to go and say what you want, spend your money where you want, work what you want, do what you want in this great country, is for that love we have inside of us. That's what this is all about. That's why we step out of the shadows. That's why we come in here. That's why we're trying to make a difference to show you, hey, listen, words like honor and integrity, commitment, sacrifice, these are not just cliche terms that you post on your Facebook posts. These are terms that are relevant to how you live. These are terms that make a difference on how people are going to going to uh, act in their lives every single day. These are terms that people are willing to die for and have been dying for. Thousands, thousands of my fellow servicemen and women have died for you. Chris Kyle died for you. Now, that's a, some powerful stuff to start your Sunday, but I think it's appropriate today to discuss these things. I think it's appropriate today to understand the power and the magnitude of what's going on now. So what I want to do next before I keep going is a close buddy of mine and teammate um, of, of mine from the teams and also a teammate of Chris's, Today posted on his Facebook post, and he posted two pictures from from Chris's funeral, and uh, it's the pictures are are one of of uh, a, a bunch of seals surrounding Chris's bending on a, down on a knee, and then the other is him standing next to the casket that is that is covered in tridents, which is the tradition that we have when one of our brothers passes and goes on that we cover their their casket with our trident as a symbol of, of our respect to them and the effort and the love we have for them and being in our lives. And this is what he wrote today. He goes, I saw American Sniper yesterday, and I want to thank my good friend, Blank, for watching the movie with me. As team guys, we picked it apart, but it was a very good movie and, honored, and it honored our brother Chris Kyle in a great way. Most friends and family here on Facebook know my brother, Blank, and I are team guys but don't know that we were close friends with Chris. American Sniper brought back a flood of the memories. I had, I had, Chris, I heard, I had Chris when he was one of his FNGs or blanking new guys in his, first, in his platoon. I still remember the first time I met him in our platoon space, training and drinking all over the states during our workup, making him pay the man the night before his wedding. Sorry, Taya. Invading Iraq together getting the call from Blank to tell me that he had been murdered, standing on the 50-yard line of the Dallas Cowboys Stadium with one of his sniper rifles in his hand, in my hands, helping set up for his memorial, the drive all of us made in the funeral procession from Dallas to Texas State Cemetery in Austin, each one of us pounding our SEAL Team tridents into his casket, and then all of us team guys getting down on a bend knee while Amazing Grace was being played. Blank and I are honored to have been a small part of his life. The two pictures in this pokes a thousand worlds, a words. God bless the Kyle, Lee, Job, Freewall, and other families from our military that have sacrificed so much for our country. I want you to let that soak in for a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to hear what my brother said. 
Because I'll tell you what, this wound, this movie is not just a hoorah movie. This is an open wound for all of us. An ongoing wound that seeps a little bit every single day. An open wound that, that we realize that, guess what, this war is not over. We are still in the midst of this war and the sacrifices of our brothers and sisters will not be on will never be forgotten. And so it's important for you to understand that. It's important for you to allow that to sink in that this is an ongoing battle we are in. And that we are still we will forever be changed by our experiences, but what we need is we need all of you to support this cause, this cause against radical Islam, this cause against the tyrannies of evil. And the way you do that is you, you be a patriot. You believe in what you, where you live in. You stand for what America is. Sure, we can have differences of opinion. I, I don't mind that at all. It's needed. We have to be able to have open debates that are positive where results and solutions come in. But if you hold your ground in one particular way that, that diminishes the strength of America, you're wrong. Because men and women are dying for you. They're dying right now for you. So another thing I did yesterday is I asked a question on my Facebook page. And if, if you ever want to are interested in Frog Logic and what I'm all about, please feel free to visit our website at teamfroglogic.com or, or follow me on social media, all the social media sites. I'm David B. Rutherford on Facebook or Team Frog Logic, our team page. I'm on Twitter at Team Frog Logic, Instagram, Google+, uh, you name it, LinkedIn, I'm out there. So what I did yesterday, as I do every weekend, I try and have a, a Navy SEAL radio show every Saturday morning. Um, I asked this question, what is your opinion of Chris Kyle, and what do you think a move, the movie American Sniper means to America? So the first entry was, true American hero, must-see movie, read the book, God bless him and those like him. Uh, my friend Chris wrote that it does not get any more real than that, that, that it doesn't get any more real than that, and that every American owe, owes him a great deal of gratitude for his ser service. The movie also points out how an equal amount of gratitude should be given to the spouses of deployed soldiers for the burden they have to carry as well. Amen, Chris. Thank you. Danielle writes, always wondered your feelings on this. I'm fascinated by what you and your brothers in arms do for us, but also realize the need for secrecy and just not to talk about it. It is important for the American public at large to realize just how much of a sacrifice you make and your families, but how to do it and still maintain your strict code of silence, right? That's the challenge, and that's why it's the reluctant hero, Danielle. All right, David talk, uh, says, Chris was a regular guy, an exceptional patriot, a Texan, and a talented shooter. The movie is reasonably realistic insight into some of the things people do, the pain felt by the family, and the sense of drive for the team. That was a good one. I like that. Here's one from Rob. American Hero gives the non-military type a glimpse into the PTSD that's, avail that's, that's a part of it. Um, here's another one. Um, uh, I... Um, Best depiction of what happens on the war front and home front. Veterans need our help with PTSD and PTS and finding their new mission. I think Chris Kyle was a hero and inspiration to all of us. 
Um, here's another one. Um, Chris Kyle was a patriot who answered the call, giving his commitment 110%. Even though I haven't seen the movie yet, I've read the book and believe it highlights the sacrifices of our military personnel um, but especially that the family of those, these warriors, the unsung sacrifices they make in love and support, knowing that every day a phone call could be their last with them. That, that's a pretty profound one right there. I mean, that's, that's, that's huge. Um, here's another one. For me, it was a sense of protection. It was a sense of, of, of on every engagement, there was protection, not only for his team, but the Marine units in our country. These men deal with so much on and off the battlefield. Chris gave us a chance to see, see it truly affect. And man, we all thought, and man, we all thought was rock. A man we all thought was a rock. The movie also gave us insight on how hard it is on the families of all deployed and the men and women who protect us in the country we hold dear. All right. Uh, here's another one. Um, Great betrayal of war and deployment and its effects on the home life and the struggle of transitioning back to American civil life. Great example of the struggle between commitment to brotherhood and family. Great example for Americans to realize America is comfortable, soft, and safe because of warriors like Chris Kyle, special ops community, and veterans willing to fight from fight to keep hell from our doorsteps and borders. Awesome. I mean, these are really amazing. All right. This is absolutely uh, an incredible outreach from people, you know, telling us what they believe and, and, and what it means to them. Right. So I hope that as you're going through this, you, you are, are starting to recognize, man, that this movie is important. All right. It's truly, truly important. And, 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 and even like I went through and I was looking through all the different reviews of this thing. And uh, I came across one from the L.A. Times from this guy, uh, Kenneth Turan. When the L.A. Times isn't traditionally very uh, kind to this type of thing. But he says American Sniper goes above and beyond war hero tradition. And and I love the way he said, biops about the American war heroes are a Hollywood tradition going all the way back to Gary Cooper starring as a legendary World War I sharpshooter, Sergeant York, and World War II's highly decorated Audie Murphy playing himself into Hell and Back. Americans, American Sniper is squarely in that mold, but because it's directed by Clint Eastwood, something else is going on as well. And that's true, right? It's not just a buy-up of, of this heroic nature. It shows the true essence of, the, of, of, of what you go through when you go overseas and what happens. And then what happens as you try to come back and relate to the people that are waiting for you back here. All right, I've deployed downrange many, many times. And every time I came back, it was difficult. It was difficult to try and strike up a conversation with somebody who'd never been downrange. How do you relate to somebody who's never, you know, who's never experienced what it might feel like to blow up or get shot at any minute? How do you relate an experience of potentially almost watching your, your brothers in arms die in your arms? How do you relate the experience of, of all of a sudden getting the call that, you know, a close friend of yours is gone, is dead? Because of some either tragedy on the battlefield or, or tragedy at home, like with Chris. This is a regular part of our, our experience. In fact, just a couple of weeks ago, we lost another SEAL who burned in on a parachute accident in training. 
this what we do for a living is not just it's not just what you see like ooh that's kind of cool you shoot guns and jump out of airplanes ladies and gentlemen this is the real deal you are risking your life every single day you go to training and 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 you do things and you're shooting live guns and bullets are going and you're doing it at night and shooting rockets and jumping out of airplanes and diving at, on, in the ocean or coming across the beach or or and then your next thing you know you're downrange and you're doing it there and you're doing it in all different kinds of facets and service but that's what the special operations that's what you do that's why you roger up you want to do this you want to become that sheep dog You have this true essence, this internal drive, this desire to make a difference in this world. You have this true essence, this desire to protect the freedoms that you grew up with. And it hits you like a ton of bricks, and it hits you in a way that you cannot deny it. And it becomes infectious where you have to keep going back for more. And I I still to this day still feel that pain that I didn't do more for my country. And I still feel it now. For all my brothers that I I still chat with, and I had a friend who just got back from deployment a couple weeks ago. Guess what? He's home for a few weeks, and he's going right back out the door. Turn around like that. And I talk to him, and I ask him, man, hey, and I tell him, man, I love you. Thank you so much, brother, for doing what you're doing. And, of course, it's always, ah, don't worry. You know, it's nothing, man. It, It ain't all that. Don't worry, yeah, you know, thanks, buddy, but, you know, and I, you know, and and I used to be the same way, but now, man, I want to make sure that my brothers know how much it means to me that they are saving, they are keeping my two children safe, that they are keeping my wife safe, that they are keeping my family and my friends safe. I want them to know how much I love them, how much they mean to me, how much they care for, how much I care for them. What are you doing out there to help people realize how much you care? Are you just going to go see a movie this weekend and and that's it? Or are you going to see a movie this weekend and then act? Are you going to get in the game yourself and start to serve those who've served you by reaching out to a, in, in, an organization that, that will help you? that will get you going that will that will serve you that will make you you know that will help you realize what's going on you know America's mighty warriors the lone survivor foundation you know any one of these these groups that that are going to get you there right that's what you need to do you need to reach out to them and and you need to contribute all right that's what you have to do. Okay? That's what you have to do. You have to help. Now, what maybe you can't stroke a check. Maybe maybe you can't do that, but you know, you that's what needs to happen in your life. You've got to participate. You've got to get out there and make sure that they are being serviced, ladies and gentlemen. That they are getting the needs that they get, right? That they are get, that they are making it happen. That's what I gotta say to you. Now, I, I, everybody out there's got some kind of charity that 
that they've that they've heard of or they know of that that can help people. But what you got to do is is act upon it, right? Because people need help. Veterans need help out there. All right. So and it's up to us to support you. All right, so we're there now. It's time to 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 get Scott on the board right now. All right. This is Scott. Hey Scott, this is uh, David from Navy Seal Radio, buddy. How you doing this morning? Good, David. Great. Well, listen, man. I, I really want to just thank you for for coming on air. Um, I, I I know you must just be. Uh, we actually had a chance to chat a little bit yesterday, um, and I, I gave people a little brief back on your background. And I'm sure everybody out there knows of the book now. They certainly know about the movie. Um, and I just want to say thank you for the effort you've made to bring this uh, from that first uh, initial conversation, and we'll talk about that here, to all the way it is now. Thank you so much for paying tribute to my brother, Scott. It's been my pleasure, man. It's been my pleasure to know the man. So to to get started, I think what a lot of people really understand, and, and I know you've talked about this once or twice on other interviews, but I would love it if you could just share with everybody, you know, how the concept for the book started with Chris you know, being the fact that he was the epitome of the reluctant hero. How, how did it all get going? You know, I have another buddy of mine that was a team guy that uh, was in the, in the teams in the early 80s that uh, got to know Chris and uh, met him up here in Alpine. Chris lived here in Alpine, California, east of San Diego County. Quite a few uh, team guys live up here, actually. Um, it's just on the breaks of the mountains, going up into the mountains outside of San Diego. And uh, he met Chris, and uh, and he was – kind of went out and had a beer with him at the local VFW here. And so he said, look, I want you to meet a guy, another friend of mine. And I met, I met Chris through him. And uh, one thing led to another, and Chris and I became pretty good drinking buddies, went out and did some shoes together. <laughs> and uh, and uh, then we just started talking about his experiences, which I found were just beyond beyond amazing, just uh, kind of historical. And uh, I, through that, convinced him that, that I really believed that he had an obligation to uh, to record it for history. Wow, that that that's and it's funny, man. All the if when you look at all how great books come about, it literally is a lot of times it's like that. But thankfully, you were able to recognize, hey, this is something bigger than just a, a book about a great sniper. It, it is historical. Did you did you feel that early on? You know what I felt early on was. Every time I talked to Chris, I became more of a lover of this country. And I already loved this country. I grew up in an environment where my dad was in the military. My dad was, you know, a decorated World War II flyer. And, and I always grew up with a love of this country. But when you meet Chris, and it, it's almost like you have patriotism standing in front of you. Like you got to meet, <laughs> you, know, you know, Paul Revere or John Hancock or something like that because the guy lived and breathed this country and and I just I, I I became so much more appreciative of our military and, and sacrifice that guys go through in back to back deployments after I got to know Chris and his family and Taya and the kids that I just felt like the whole concept of, of what it is to be a SEAL and what it is not only to be a SEAL but to be somebody who's been asked to go for ten years to war really needed to be recorded so that the generation of people that we have now that are not in the war, myself included, can have some appreciation for those that sacrificed for us. Awesome. 
So uh, the next question I have, obviously, is is Chris uh, from you know, although uh, the 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 reality is Chris was incredibly intelligent, and amazingly, you know, his focus and his depth of, of perception in terms of his situational awareness was off the charts, obviously, for what is he was able to accomplish. But, you know, any operator or knuckle dragger, as we like to call ourselves, right, sits down. I know the three books that I've written were the most painful experiences of my life. Was it hard for Chris to sit down and write a book, not only a book, but a book about himself with you? You know, I think it's interesting, too, because one of the ways, the, the method that, that we use to really get Chris's stories out if you, is that um, he is not the type of guy to talk about himself. So what I would do is we would sit down and start the tape recorder and generally pop up, you know, Coors Light and uh, just say, okay, <laughs> look, I've got, a doc- I've got a document in front of me that says, you know, this is a broad star with, with valor, with V, and here's the written, the written uh, data here about what it is you've got this broad star for and or silver star or whatever else, and I want you to tell me what what happened that day and what happened with you know whatever the, the the scope battles you had with other snipers or whatever whatever happened with you know the, you know in that day of battle and it would really kind of bring him to that point in time and uh, then you know we'd finish that day and then we'd move on to another day a different day so it wasn't like I tried to make it very difficult on him and or you know difficult for him to to do it it was more like we were just trying to sit down and, and listen to war stories, and that, and that kind of the way it, 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 it developed. Well, I, I love the way you guys set it up in the book. Uh, it was just uh, it was awesome. I think it, out of all the, the, the team guy books that are out there, your book uh, with Chris is definitely one of my favorite. I feel it, it paints a, a really accurate and concise picture to, you know, what it's like out there. And, and so, you know, bravo Zulu on you. Can I ask you one thing about when, when you were getting in and the, the parts that Taya per, got into it with the book, were those difficult for her to contribute? You know, I think I think that's fair to say difficult, but by the same token, you know, Taya had a voice and had, a, had, had her reaction to each of the stories that Chris went through and, like, the family went through. And so, you know, it's funny because when I first submitted that book to HarperCollins for uh, for review and, and ultimately they picked it up, they we only had one portion of that that had Taya's voice in it, and it, it involved uh, it involved the time that Chris was actually on a on a, on a sat phone with her, and, and a battle started up, and and uh, it ended up being like a 45 minute or hour long firefight. The sat phone ran out of signal, and Taya just hear the machine gun fire and the screaming in the background, and then it went dead. And wow. she never heard she never heard for Chris, from Chris for about three days, and of course she couldn't call command and say, "Hey, you know, Chris was just on a cell phone with me and got in a <laughs> firefight." You know, it's not exactly uh, let's just say uh, kosher to do that. And so as a result, she never heard a word from him and thought, for all intents and purposes, he was dead. And I felt that was such an absolutely strange aspect of modern day warfare that is possible that you could have those type of calms while you're in the middle of a firefight 10,000 miles away, but it's as if you're sitting next to the person and the person is trying to fight with you. In other words, the person is trying to live through that battle with you. And I just thought that that was so absolutely important to include that in the book that that that, that really added to what the, the family life is here at home, you know, when people do have communications and, 
and uh, there's a potential that, you know, they do get attacked during the middle of communication. Now, that one was probably not exactly, uh, 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 according to the book, as far as use, use of a sat phone is concerned, but that being said, you know guys do it. You know operators that have been at war for 10 years do it, and, you know, and more power to them. I'd like to what? pay for the sat phone signal, right, Frank? Well, I got to tell you what, man, you know, my, my first deployment with Team One in the summer of 2 you know, we, we, we had to go next door to the SF camp if we wanted to even use the Internet, right, <laughs> down in Canahol. Right. And, and my last deployment, I, I was able to, you know, I was in a different part of Afghanistan. I was able to come home or come back or every morning or sometimes twice a day, you know, Skype with my wife. And it ultimately, it enabled us to be able to, you know, sustain each other and connect with each other, you know, with this really intense situation going on in our lives and you know and and it made it tolerable and i really think without it nowadays you would have such a tremendous amount of stress that uh you know the 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 divorce rates would start climbing back up again so it's a powerful message no it is and you know and by the same token david when you think about it just for a moment it's almost surreal that we have that capability. You know what I mean? I mean, it's almost surreal that you could be in the middle of a battlefield where you're 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 doing daily firefights, you know, and 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 basically one 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 millisecond away from being killed potentially any given day, and yet you get on the phone and talk to your wife that same day and like, how's it going, honey? I mean, it's that's that's one, that's one of the more surreal parts of this whole thing that that I it, it's 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 amazing to me. To see it, to see that happen, I guess from an outsider's perspective. Well, I, I, we, I tell you what, I really appreciate that you that was a part of it, and that you included Taya as much as you did, or you guys, you know, had her in the book as much as you did. I, I think, you know, one of the beautiful things about I, uh, this entire experience that's happening, this historical event that's happening right now with America, this this sequence of events with Chris and, and your book, and now the movie is. You know, hey, there. It's so much more than just one person's exploits, right? It, it's it's this community that comes around to to create opportunities for heroism to to elevate, arise, right? And and that's what's happened. And you guys have been able to capture this in a really profound way. The question I got well, now for you is: Go ahead, if you got a response to that. No, no, and I agree with you 100%. One of the things that I wanted to do and I still want to do is, and I believe, is that if we can take this message and really franchise and franchise those that are doing this work for us and this extremely dangerous work, i.e. the men and women of our military, and keep them supported the way we should support them, then I believe as an American we cannot be beaten. I don't care what force comes against us. I don't care if it's this ISIS bunch of band of ragheads or, or this whole bunch of idiots that we call, you know, Al-Qaeda or whatever this group that wants to kind of try, try to oppose this country. If we back our military and we back the men and women of, of not only the special operations community but all of them, then let me tell you something. We stay safe here in the United States for a reason, and Amen. that's what my goal is. Amen, and it's happening, and I and I talked about that the whole intro to the show is that's what's going on, Scott. That's what's happening. That's why you're having a record-breaking weekend for a Hollywood movie, right? That's what's happening is America is coming out by the millions to support this reality, to support this 
this new brand, or I should say a recycled, or it's such a derogatory term in, in some concepts, but a, a, a resurgence, a revitalization of, of uh, American patriotism and her- heroicism, you know, that is the new, the new wave, which is Chris Kyle, man. And that's what's it so is. exciting to me. I mean, it's, yeah, it's it beautiful. Is. And you're right. And that's exactly the feeling that I had. And that's exactly the feeling that I wanted to impart when Chris and I decided to do this book. That's exactly what Chris and I wanted to do, is, is what we, you just described. That was our goal. It wasn't his own goal to make, you know, to be a hero or to be recognized. It really was not. That was not Chris Kyle. Chris Kyle's goal was to make sure people that are shopping in the malls realize we got men and women with boots in the ground with a lot of really bad guys hunting us, and we need to support those men and women. Awesome. Well, the next question I got for you, Scott, is is was it was it tough to take you know this amazing piece of of literature that you created and and sell it to Hollywood? I mean, was there some uh, reserve you know reservations from you and Chris, or what was that process like? Yeah, it was uh, it was uh, interesting, and and I'm thankful that the people that we got involved with here, and, and particularly Andrew Lazar and and Jason Hall that those guys had the vision. And, you know, what's important in that town is because anytime you put your work in someone else's hands, when you sign on that dotted line, when Chris and I signed away the rights to that book, we basically retained no ability to, to of, a, of a last last look at it. In other words, wow. when Chris did the book with me, I always told him from day one, Chris, if there's anything in this, when this is done, then you have the right to take it out. I, I absolutely 100% promise you I don't give a, a darn, you know, use a better term, what the <laughs> publisher says. If you do not want it in there, then it does not go in there, my friend. That is it. Right. And, we, and let me tell you something. We drew down with the publisher a couple of times on, on, on that, exact, that exact issue. But, uh, you know, but when we go to Hollywood, man, you don't have that kind of assurance. And, nope. you know, and when this when this project went to Andrew Lazar and to, and to Jason, I sat down with Jason and we, we talked for hours about what we needed to do here. And what I thought it was, I mean, when I felt Jason was the man, I went to Chris and said, hey, Chris, I think Jason is the right guy to write this script. And Chris said, well, you know, whatever you think, Scott, you, you go ahead. You know, I mean, he he trusted me in that, and, and, and it worked out good. And then, you know, when Clint ultimately picked up the directorship from Steven Spielberg, I mean, although Spielberg is obviously a huge a, a huge person in Hollywood, you know, when when Clint picked it up, I, I breathed a sigh of relief because oh, Chris, and I, Chris and I wanted him from day one. Oh, how could you not want him? Here's a guy that is a true patriot, right? I mean, exactly, and he believes in this country, and, and he knows. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I watched Grand Torino. I remember when it came out. I was there an opening weekend, and I was just like, man, he gets it. He's got it, and. He's a guy that's always got it. He realizes the power of of what you know the armed forces and the impact it has in our country's culture, and that's why yeah, I think he, what uh, was amazing is is so the next question obviously is you know what'd you think about the movie uh, when it came out? You know, I, I really like it, and and what I was I, it, I've seen it a few times now, and obviously I saw it while it was being made. You know, so I knew a lot of the stuff beforehand, but. I really never got the depth of the way that he ended it and how strong and how absolutely powerful that ending was and the way he decided to do the ending because we had to grapple with that. Obviously, that was not in the book because Chris right. was, you know, when the book came out, Chris was alive. So, yeah. I mean, Clint had to make the decision how to deal with that final scene 
And I think a depiction of that of the of the event that took place in Dallas in the, in the, in the funeral procession between Dallas and Austin that I when I was there and was in the middle of that was in that procession. I'm telling you, David, I've never in my life seen anything even remotely close to that at any state funeral from London to Paris to wherever else I've been in the world. Amen. Closely resemble, you know, the people standing on the side of that freeway for 200 miles and the governor of Texas just saying, you know what, it's shut down. We just shut it down. You know, it, it, it was such a showing of remarkable support for not only Chris Cobb, but for the country and for this American military People were out there with flags and their kids wrapped in blankets in a driving rainstorm. It was absolutely insane to see. And I just hope that historically people remember that day because that was a huge day for this country, in my opinion. It, it, it will. It will always, it will always you know, play a significant role. And I think, Chris, and the story plays a significant role in our, in our nation's history. And one thing that I always recommend out there to people is go check out uh, on NRA's website a, a, a speech that Taya give about gave about her husband at one of their events and rallies, and it's one of the most moving things that you've ever heard in your life, and it really kind of, you know, shows the power of of what this event is about and what Chris and what he represents to the country. And I think, you know, and, and I had read a, a post from one of the guys that I don't know if you, you probably we could talk offline whether you met him while you're down there. And he posted a picture of him standing next to Chris's, you know, casket with his trident. And, and you know, it, it this affects all of us. It affects not only our community, the SEAL teams, but it affects the special operations community, it affects every operator, every veteran out there. It affects every Texan, every family member within our community, everybody. It affects all Americans. And, and and I think what even what emphasizes it makes it even more difficult was that Chris was taken from us in the way he was, and I know you we chat a little bit about it yesterday, and and I was hoping that you could just talk about it for a few minutes and and what that whole situation was about. Yeah, I, you know, I first of all I I, I have no idea I can't explain that in the grand scheme of things, and, you know, and I'm, uh, while I'm not an extremely religious person, I'm certainly a person of faith, and I don't know why that decision was made by someone else at that time, so I can't, it, it doesn't make any sense to me at all, but that being said, what what happened there was, I received a phone call on that day from a, a guy, a Debru guy, that had some pretty high contacts within the military, within the, uh, the, the police department there in Dallas, and he called me up and told me Chris had been killed, and I said, you know, look, dude, you guys got a pretty bare sense of humor, but that's not funny. He said, I'm not kidding. You know, so, uh, you know, that's how I found out about it. And I was very concerned because of Chris's notoriety, even at the time, that there may have been some untoward behavior, if you will. And right. so I, I, I wanted to, uh, by, by some more conspiratorial type of thought, and so I mean, I went down there with the thought that I was going to get to the bottom of this. And, and I met with a lot of people while I was down there, including relatives of the guy that's accused of them shooting and, and killing Chris and everybody else. And, you know, I came to the conclusion that this guy had issues before he ever went in the military. He had issues while he was in the military, and he had issues after he was in the military. Now, you want to determine those to be as a result of his actions while deployed, then that's your call. But I see a person that had lifelong criminal issues that killed my friend. And, you know, and as far as I'm concerned, you know, God can forgive him for that, but I won't. Amen. Absolutely. It, it was uh, one of the greatest tragedies that I think our country has ever known. 
um, to lose, you know, a person of, of Chris's stature and, and, and commitment and sacrifice, you know, to, to, to lose it, just trying to reach out and help this man. I mean, it's, you know, you're right. It, it is out of our control, but I, I think, you know, I am a religious man, Scott. I'm, I'm a heart, you know, pretty, pretty dedicated Christian. And, and I believe that, you know, out of this, horrific event and and i don't want to you know i don't wish chris's death in any way shape or form but what is happening is that america is changing as a result and i think the movie is having the impact that you know chris wanted to have and not that it was predetermined that by going down this path god was going to say all right well you're going to i'm going to take you early but or that you know but that but this is what's happening as a result and all i can do is reflect and how i'm touched by what I'm seeing and what I'm watching. And, and so my, my, my next question is for you is how is this message that you guys have brought to the American people? How is it changing our, our culture? How is it changing our society? And what do you feel is going to happen as a result of this? Well, you know what I like about it is that, uh, I think that it's bringing awareness to a lot of things and it's bringing action as well as awareness. Um, you know, from my perspective, I, I try and walk the walk when I talk the talk. And I made a decision last year to help an individual in Montana that's a former team member by the name of Ryan Zinke, who was a commander at SEAL Team 6, not the commander of, but a commander at 6 for 20 years. And I made a decision to help Ryan, you know, become a congressman. And I think that my help and maybe opening a few doors and getting on a few more news programs and, and, and a few more contacts with the media really helped do that. And I think that Ryan is going to help change the climate of this country because, as you know, as well as I do, anybody who can be XL at Buds has got to be a pretty tough individual. And, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, man, <laughs> he, I'll tell you what, he has definitely got a great reputation from everything. I never worked for the man, you know, but everybody I know did seems he, like he's a pretty squared away guy. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, so I like to think that if we can get members of our military, not just team guys, but members of our military in elected positions that can help change this ship and can turn the rudder on this ship around, maybe in a better direction towards this country and a little bit more caring about the people of this country and the men and women of our military, then by God, my message is Chris's message from American Sniper at home. And that's Amen. the exact result we want is not just people to think about what it is to help change, but, but to do things that really put this country back in the direction it was when you and I were kids and when our parents were teaching us, and that is to love this country and to respect this country and really to think that it is a shining light in this world because I really do. I really believe that the United States is a shining light in a very dark world, and I think that we're seeing it more and more now what goes on in the rest of the world is maybe not what we want our kids to have inside this country. And, you know, I'm, I'm proud to say that if I can do something to help bring this back to where it was, then, then Chris and I did our job. Amen. Amen. So Scott, I, you know, before you go, I, you know, I just want to thank you again for writing American sniper with Chris for, you know, convincing, you know, the legend to, to, to go through with this and to really, you know, I think help the pendulum start, like you said, to change that rudder to let's change course and it's happening. So if you could just tell us what, what do you have next in line or what's the next thing that's coming down your pike uh, uh, that's going on with you right now? 
Well, I'm happy to say that, you know, I wrote a I wrote a fiction series called Sniper Elite, and the book that's out right now, Paperback, is Target America. It's doing extremely well, and that fiction series was also a national bestseller, but the Sniper Elite, one-way trip. But what I'm doing is I'm taking other stories from you guys, some of which we can talk about and some of which we'll never, let's just say, make it through DOD approval. And I'm <laughs> fictionalizing a lot of these stories and a lot of these men that I hear about and I'm putting them into a series of stories that are very pro-American and very pro-this country that are entertaining to read as well. The reason that American Sniper was so good and I believe sold so well is it was also entertaining. We need to bring a, a certain entertainment and a certain humor to uh, to this world, and that, that's what I'm trying to do with those books is is to try and entertain people but also bring a patriotic message with, with, with what it is because I, I really believe that, you know, Chris chose me to help him to bring this word out for a reason, and I'm not going to stop. It's my obligation now, even though we've lost Chris, to keep carrying that torch and in the right direction and, you know, and empower others to do the same thing because ultimately I believe this, this country's fixable. And I believe, like Brian Dickey believes, that we can turn this thing around if we just put our heads down and say, you know what, we're not going to accept that answer. The answer is we are what we are, and we're going to get it done. Awesome. Well, Scott, thanks again so much for coming on air with me, brother. And I wish you all the best. God, all the best. God bless you and your families and your efforts. And uh, thanks again and, and continued success, brother. Thank you. And you keep carrying the word out there because I know your show does it. And uh, we're going to get this thing changed. Amen. Amen. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. There you have Scott McEwen, author, co-author with Chris Kyle on on American Sniper, which has then now been turned into a movie, American Sniper, directed by Clint Eastwood, starring Bradley Cooper and Sienna Miller, which is the number one movie in America on track to to shatter all types of records. And it's because America is ready. America is ready to, to stand up for the patriotism, to stand up and be Americans again. We are that shining light for this world. We are the representatives of freedom, democracy, free speech, all the things that come out of our Constitution, our Declaration of Independence. That's what we are. That's what we can be. That's what you are, and that's what you can be. So, you know, I hope that you listen to these shows, that you go see the movie, that you go buy the book, you read the story, you get off your butt, you start being more patriotic, you start supporting America, you start getting out there, help the veterans organizations out there like the America's Mighty Warriors, the Lone Survivor Foundation. Kevin Lace's uh, uh, The Eagle Foundation, uh, Outward Bound Veterans Program, Special Operations Wounded Warrior. There are a, a great deal, a great many of great organizations that are supporting my brothers and sisters that have sacrificed so much, that have sacrificed so much for all of you. Uh, they're out there. And the last thing I, I, I just, I totally want to say is, is, is uh, you know, thank you, Taya. Uh, Kyle, thank you to your children. Thank you to the, the Kyle family. Thank you to all my brothers that serve with Chris. Thank you to uh, all the teams. Thank you to all those downrange right now. Uh, most importantly, I want to give a shout out to Chris in heaven. Thank you, brother, uh, for everything you did for me, everything you did for this country. And, and thank you for what you're doing for us right now, even from the great beyond. God bless you. And God bless America. Out.